So when we're speaking to children, whenever we're speaking to some child in primary school, a very common question you'd ask them is, what do you want to be when you grow up? What do you want to do when you grow up? And very, very often, if not, if not almost all the time, uh, young children will have fairly lofty goals. You know, I want to be an astronaut. I want to uh, play for Man United or Chelsea or Liverpool or whoever's top of the premiership at the time. Uh, I want to be like Ronaldo. I want to play hurling for Limerick or Tip or I want to win an all-around medal. I want to go to the Olympics. I want to, you know, they have these wonderful, it's, it's wonderful, it's great. It's, it's, it's actually, it's, thank God they have those ideas because they have no idea what it costs to get there. But like, they have these lovely ideas that I suppose they think are somewhat free. All I have to do is want it really, really bad and then I get it. Forgetting that while these goals are great and fantastic, it's good to have them in order to get there, you got to work and you got to fail a couple of times and you got to get up and you got to try harder and you got to fail and you got to get up and you got to keep going. And then, yes, there are many, many things that you can do. But it's funny then once we get into our, our teenage years, reality starts to bite, you know, and then you've, you've, you've failed a couple of things and you haven't gotten on to certain teams and uh, you didn't qualify for whatever whatever uh, hurling trial, football trial it was, or whatever it is. So life starts to kind of teach you that you don't get things for free, that you have to, you have to work. You have to put effort into anything worthwhile. And this isn't a bad thing to learn. This is a necessary thing to learn. Because anything that's worthwhile, anything that's good, is going to take effort. This is like everything from holding a marriage together. My goodness, will that take work? That's going to take self-denial. That's going to take prayer. That's going to take patience. It's going to take lots of love. There will be wonderful days as well. Don't get me wrong. I'm a big fan of marriage. I mean, I won't be availing of it myself, but uh, big fan, big fan. Uh, but like, it's going to take work. It's going to take work to hold that marriage together. When you have kids, oh, it's all beautiful the little kiddies, and they just sit there and they gargle. That's all they do, right? Nope, they poop. And one of my dear friends, um, she was just describing, she has uh, two little boys, and she said, she looked a bit tired one morning. I said, you okay? She said, yeah, yeah, been better. I said, you're not sleeping, are you? She said, no, no, no. We had a poonami. <laughs> a poonami at three o'clock in the morning. You know, just after changing the nappy, we're all good, and all the children are back, all the, the two of them are back in bed, and then one guy just stands up and gets a kind of look on his face, and then just, we won't go into the details, but... There was a need for a great clean-up. New nappies and sheets and the whole lot. Baby grows. So, like, it's a lot, that's tiring. That'll wear you out. And then you still, the following day, have to do your work or fulfill all of your tasks and things. Like, it's not easy. It's worth it, but not easy. Now, move all of that, all of, the, all of those kind of concepts and ideas now to, to our faith. In... in our walk with the Lord, we are investing in eternal life. We're investing in heaven. Is this easy? No, it's not. And it's important people know that. This isn't easy. I, I, I don't know, somehow we, we feel that if we try to make it easier or present it as easy, we'll keep more people on board and more people will be happy. Nope. That's, that's, that, that's, well, it won't work anyway. Has, has it worked? Look around. Has it worked? In order to, to attain heaven, the Lord now he doesn't he, he he doesn't he doesn't pull his punches on this at all. 
Shoulder my yoke and learn from me. Shoulder my yoke. You ever seen where a yoke is? A big piece of wood that you put on, on oxen or, or horses to pull a plough. It's dirty, it stinks, and it's heavy. Shoulder my yoke and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble at heart. He wants to be a follower of mine. Let him renounce himself or herself. Take up his cross and follow me. He who has left houses, land, brothers, sisters, mother, father, will receive a hundred times as much. Not without persecutions. Like the Lord doesn't hold back at all on the fact that following him isn't going to be easy. And I think we, we need to hear that. We need to know that. Like even imagine to your like first communion maybe is a bit early. Confirmation age. We need to be hearing guys like following the Lord. There are days when this is going to be hard. There are days when you won't feel like praying. There are days when you will not feel like going to Mass. There are days when you will feel like, probably like walking away from your faith altogether. Also for married couples, same kind of thing. There are days when you might feel like walking out on your husband or wife. There are days when you might really believe the faraway hills are greener and if you'd married someone else, if you'd lived somewhere else and if you had more money and if you had all these kind of things, if, I'm, if my husband wasn't so, mm, if my wife wasn't so, mm, everything would be wonderful. And there are days when it's going to be really tempting to walk out that door and not come back. We, 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 need, we need to hear like that, that these things that are worthwhile investing in are difficult, but worth it. Difficult, but worth it. Otherwise, I, I, I don't know, like, <clears throat> we'll, we'll, we'll follow the Lord, <coughs> dare I say, <clears throat> for the, on the days when it suits us. We'll follow the Lord on the days we have a wedding, the days we're baptizing a child, the days my child is getting confirmation. And on those days, I'll, I'll follow the Lord, kind of. But otherwise, no. That's not, that's not the faith. That's not walking with the Lord at all. It's not even close. It's kind of using him. So walking with the Lord on a daily basis, and then I mean daily, give, give us this day our daily bread. This must be daily, <clears throat> because the battle is daily. This is difficult. This is going to require effort. And like training for any team or any, any uh, reward, any trophy. There will be days when you fail. There will be days when you don't make the grade. So what do you do? Sit down, feel sorry for yourself and cry. Isn't that right? No. No. You get up, you dust yourself off and you say... As a child would, Dad, help me. Help me. We run to our Father. And we say, Lord, I, I, I can't do this alone. And he, say, he will say to you invariably, you were never meant to do it alone. Don't worry. I wasn't intending on you doing it alone. You were, you're not supposed to do it on your own. What we're supposed to learn in this life is this constant reliance on the Lord. He's the vine, we're the branches. Stop thinking that cut off from the vine, you can bear fruit on your own. No, you can't. So we're supposed to learn that on a daily basis, I need the Lord. And this is a good lesson. So it's hard, but I have an infinite supply of grace, support, consolation in the Lord. And that gives me great hope. Because... You know, you, you hear about some of the great saints, St. Bernard today, for example, and just their, their single-mindedness in following the Lord. And whenever I hear especially stories of martyrs, I always feel like such a little loser. 
these martyrs like who were just so courageous and uh, inspirational and then you've got me like in this you know a second slice of tart which I probably shouldn't have because I've already had a slice of tart so maybe I should announce that ah, but it's all on its own poor little slice of tart Shoot. you can't just leave it like it'll be dumped Sure, I'll have the second slice of tart. You know? I can't even renounce a slice of tart. Never mind, give my life for the Lord. You know, sometimes you just feel like such, so weak, so weak. So what do we do? We come back to the Lord. Say, Lord, maybe I could have done things better. But God, you give me everything I need. I run to my Father, and if I need a big hug, that's that's where I go for it. Because we were not always going, we're not, we will not go from success to success. There will be blips on the way. A couple of years ago, I was in uh, Seek, it's a focus conference in Indiana in 2019. And before the reconciliation service, uh, one of the priests organizing the event or he- heading up the event brought all the priests in for a meal. They're American, they nailed this, they're so good at this. like. So they were all in, so then suddenly you kind of find your voice gets a little deeper. You're talking to American men, yeah, what's up? And uh, so we're all sitting there and we're all eating. And then we had a time of prayer for each table. The priest at each table prayed for the priest at that table, praying for those who would, praying for the priests and their parish, praying for those who would come to confession to them, that we'd be instruments of the Lord. It was just a really beautiful time of fraternity. It was so well done. But the priest who was leading the thing then stood up and said, um, just thanked us for coming, thanked us for our availability now in, in, in hearing confessions and that. And he told us a story. He said, during the Second World War, it wasn't apparent to the world what exactly was happening. People didn't know about concentration camps. Like, this wasn't well known until after the war. Auschwitz and Birkenau, like... They knew there was a factory or something going on there, but they didn't know what was actually happening there until after the war when, uh, when the Allies got through and then they were able to see the, the atrocities that had occurred. So this was all a, a mystery during the war. And he said when the Allies came through to, to Auschwitz, the Nazis had already abandoned it at that point, but there were people there who were so tired, so weak, so emaciated, they couldn't flee. They were so, like, like the, the camp was, the doors were open, but they couldn't walk out. They were so exhausted and so close to death. And so these American soldiers came in and saw these people just suffering so greatly. And uh, an American soldier went over to one particular man who was in tears. And he said, sir, you're, you're free to go. Can, will, will, will we help you out? Will we get some food and water? And, he's, and he, the, the, the man continued to cry. And he said, sir, are you okay? He said, yes, I'm, I'm a priest, he said. And it took Auschwitz to get the mediocrity out of me. It took Auschwitz to get the mediocrity out of me. Like now that he's free, he wants to live his priesthood in a completely different way. He wants to live his priesthood with... In German, we call it total hingabe, just complete self-donation. Complete self, he really wants to give himself entirely to the Lord. But he said, it, like, it took this experience to wake me up. 
Mediocrity kills our faith. No child in primary school says they want to play football for West Brom or Sheffield Wednesday. They want to play for the big teams. They want to aim high. In our faith, do we have the same idea, the same goal to aim high? I want to be a saint. I want to be a, I want to be a good priest. I want to be a holy mom, a holy dad. I want to be a faithful follower of the Lord. And yes, that will cost me. But that's something I believe is completely worth it. Because mediocrity will kill our faith. And kill the faith of those who see us. It'll kill the faith of those around us. Whereas striving for holiness, knowing that on our own we can't do it, but through the grace of God, his grace is sufficient. And his strength is made manifest in our weakness. If I believe that, then my faith takes on a whole new lease of life. Because it doesn't depend on me. I count on him. I live from him. And through him, with him and in him, I can become what God is calling me to be. I can become a saint. So dear brothers and sisters today, <clears throat> let us aim high. In all humility, let us aim high. In all humility, we're not saying that we can do this on our own, but in all humility, let's decide no longer for mediocrity, but for sanctity. May the Lord guide us always. And may we recognize in every single day the opportunities we have to follow him as a saint.